0: Thank you so much for being here today we are with an amazing woman her name is lori Chick. she's an architect entrepreneur and the founder of the dating app called chic thank you so much lori for being here today we are super curious to know what made you inspire to actually undertake this type of journey thank you so much
1: i'm happy to be here Um, And I can tell you a little bit about how I came up with my idea that I couldn't stop thinking about. So I practiced architecture and design for nearly 16 years in New York City. And through those 16 years, I kept coming up with all sorts of ideas that I thought about bringing to life. But none of them did I feel so strongly about to leave my 16-year career and a basically a master's in architecture to jump off a cliff and build this thing until one night I was out to dinner with a colleague and he slipped a business card to a woman and I had this light bulb idea that I couldn't stop thinking about so I decided to bring this idea to life and here I am I guess almost 13 years later and I have this business under my belt and it's been the most rewarding journey of my life.
0: Thank you so much. That sounds impressive and sounds amazing. It actually sounds for me not a coincidence that you were in your career and all of a sudden you, that phrase that you say resonates a lot with me when you say that you couldn't stop thinking on that idea. So can you please go a little bit more in detail of how was that process of the development of the idea in your mind to the actual, Uh, becoming it real and pulling a group together or whatever, what's the process there for you?
1: So when I say I was coming up with a lot of ideas before, I mean, we're talking about a lot and I Mm -hmm. still think about some of them to this day, but it was nothing that I just was waking up excited about. Like I actually was getting let go from a job I had for, for four years at one point. So the managing director from Europe took me into this conference room and I'd had this idea for nearly a year while I was still working this job. And he was trying to explain to me about, it was 2008, so I was gonna lose my job because of the economy. But the whole time he was explaining how he was gonna have to let me go for my job, my brain was just thinking, this is my opportunity to build this business finally. Like I'm just gonna be let go into the wilds without a job. This is my chance. So, I mean, I think when you're talking about it's not a chance occurrence, all of this sort of unfolded for me in a way that gave me an opportunity because I was inspired with this chance to go out on my own. I did continue working in design for a couple more years until I finally left my full-time career, but it still put a spike under me and, um, you know, throughout the time I was thinking about this idea, it was a product that I needed. So going about my day in a city of 8.5 million people every day, it was impossible to find love. But the concept that I'd come up with was something that I found I could have used every single day. So I think not only was I solving a problem for so many other people, I was solving a problem that really hit home personally for me. So. I don't know, even if no one else in the world used this, I was going to bring it life to life for my own use.
0: <laughs> that is amazing. I really love that. I really appreciate it because you would understand as the main user, the psychology actually behind this, what would be that user actually want, And that's why you decided in the way that you did it, right? Can you explain a little bit more about your specific app? What is what it does and, and how this uh, development of idea in the actual process works?
1: Well, it's taken a lot of iterations over the past decade, um, but the initial idea was about slipping a dating card to a stranger. So let's imas- imagine you're on a crowded subway in the morning. I mean, New York City at eight in the morning, if you talk to somebody on the train, they're going to look at you like you're crazy. So my idea was to have these little pickup cards that had these cute sayings on them. And like, I could slip you this card and walk out, the doors close. I've got nothing to lose, uh-huh. except- opportunity to to meet you so I've handed you one of these cards and maybe it said something like where have I been all your life or I'm totally cooler than your ex I mean they were just playful lines and they had a code so if I'd given you one of these cards you could type in the code on our website and find my profile so then we could start chatting online so it was like Mm -hmm. online dating but you started in the real world and then you took it online and it was a privacy-protected, safe way of handing a card to someone that didn't have any personal information on it. Mm -hmm. So that was how we started out, and it's changed a lot since then, but it's a similar concept of helping people leverage technology to meet in the real world.
0: Thank you so much. It is my understanding that, of course, as every journey, you also underwent many challenges, difficult challenges in, in this business. Can you speak a little bit about those challenges and how did you actually, like, put all your effort there to actually overcome them?
1: Yeah, so I could actually write an entire novel about this subject alone, but I'll I'll pick out some really crucial points. Um, I think that I got the wrong partners on board in the beginning. That was probably one of the biggest mistakes I made out of the gate. I should have had a technology partner to help me build this website. I ended up spending most of my life savings on building my website, which kept breaking. Um, Then I found myself sort of running out of money. I rented my apartment out on Airbnb and I couch surfed for 14 months trying to do odd jobs to pay off my business because I was not about to let this thing fail. Um, Then I went on to ABC Shark Tank. I don't know if you have a similar show in Canada. It's Dragon's Den maybe. Um, So I took my show on on the road to go on to LA to try to get funding from these millionaire, billionaire investors. And they pretty much told me to quit what I was doing and go back and get my job in architecture, which... (sighs) fueled me even more to succeed. So when I walked out of there, I ended up teaming up with a gentleman that I'd known for many years and he ended up helping me rebuild and refinance our business to what it is to this day. So now it's a Bluetooth dating app and it connects people within a 30-foot radius. So if you were to walk into a coffee shop, you could see who else is single and on the app and maybe get up off your phone or your laptop and look around, which is people don't really do that anymore anyway. So it sort of alerts you to pay attention to maybe Matt who's sitting at the end of the bar, which you may not notice, and you can send him a note or something on the app. But two years into me having built the app, I ended up getting a lawsuit into my inbox one day that I thought must have been a joke because I did not steal anyone's idea. I wouldn't have taken that leap off that cliff in entrepreneurship to to build this thing if I didn't feel that passionately about it or come up with the idea on my own. But I've spent probably $150,000 of money I don't have fighting almost a four-year lawsuit by a man who watched a rerun of my episode of that Shark Tank claiming that I stole that card idea. So that's probably been, I mean, 100% been the biggest struggle of my business thus far. And I say I could be the poster child for that age-old statement, what doesn't kill you only makes you stronger, because... uh, I feel like I'm about to die going through all of this, but I'm not going to let it get me down. I'm just going to come back stronger in the end. And I feel like we're actually at the end of this nightmare of mine. Um, And I'm just looking for the silver lining at the end of this tunnel. Um, It's got to be there.
0: Yes, that's (laughs) amazing. That's That's an incredible story. Thank you so much for sharing that. It has a lot of value for many New, you know, people coming into entrepreneurship, a startup uh, that maybe can feel in, find a lot of inspiration from you. Um, have you ever considered also becoming a little bit as, um, as an investor or as a guidance for other entrepreneurs like startups?
1: I absolutely just on my Instagram today, I posted something about it. it's my newfound mission. I mean, while I'm struggling in my own business, I do have this journey under my belt. I've got the smarts, the wits, the 12 years of what I consider a business degree of building my own business. It's the best way to learn. And I feel like I've got lots to teach people. And I'm even in a new city with sort of a budding startup scene, but it's nothing like New York City was. So I feel like I have a lot I can offer. Um, It's a little difficult now in COVID times and and the freezing cold to go out and really start to uh, get involved. But when things are safer, that's my mission here in my new home in Kentucky.
0: That is amazing. Those are super good news. That's, uh, I think that many people is going to find a lot of value from your amazing career and your amazing story. Thank you for sharing that. So is there anything that you actually wish you had known when you started out?
1: I, mean, I would say that lesson about having the right team on board in the beginning but um, i always say my best advice to anyone who's considering taking the leap is if you believe in your idea strongly enough just like i did you know out of all those ideas there was this one that i believed in more than anything i say surround yourself by a positive and supportive network um, give up self-doubt because that can be the biggest thing that will derail you on the road of entrepreneurship and take that leap because it can be the reward and a journey of a lifetime that you cannot imagine. I mean, even through all the struggles I've been, I don't think I would change anything because I've learned so much. And uh, like I said, I'm gonna be a lot stronger in the end and I've got a really magical story to tell.
0: Yes, for sure, definitely. What is uh, coming up next? Are you planning in modifying the app or bringing a new app? or how have you been able to pivot in terms of this specific app during this time?
1: Yeah, so our app is actually not really working quite well for a lot of reasons. First of all, financial reasons, because I'm still fighting off this lawsuit. Second of all, it's a Bluetooth app that's meant to connect people in tight radiuses, like crowded rooms. And now in the time of distancing, distancing, it makes absolutely no sense. So, During the pandemic, I have been very inspired with another idea that I cannot stop thinking about, and it's to try to make an app pretty much for everyone. So it's not just dating. It could be for people like a group of knitters or cyclists or any sort of hobby, but dating, friendship, business, people that just want to randomly meet strangers, and you could go on to this immediate video chat with someone that has these filters set of whatever you want to talk about so yeah. it will be an organic way to mm-hmm. make it. it's like walking into a networking group so I'm trying to create that virtual experience that make it organic like you just walked into your knitters club of Montana group mm-hmm. so that's yeah. sort of my idea that I'm Dreaming That's about amazing,
0: congratulations. How do you manage those technical aspects of you know the world of software and apps and all of these? How, how do you manage the technicals of these?
1: The one thing I wish I'd done if I could turn back time is to learn how to code websites and apps myself because <laughs> my life would have been a lot easier. Um, probably wouldn't have learned as much if I had <laughs> been down that road. Um, But yeah, I'm either going to have to get funding to build the app or I'm going to find someone that believes in this idea like I do and I will bring them on board and be my co-founder and then we Mm -hmm. can just build this thing together.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Sounds incredible. One of the last questions after all of this that we've discussed, this amazing journey that I have for you is what does success after all of this mean finally to you?
1: I think success to me is about living life in my own way. That I've gone from a 16-year year career of working 40 to 50, sometimes 60 hours a week to build someone else's dream to finally living a life dedicated to building my own. So the millions of dollars I thought I was gonna make when I launched my business back in 2010 that was the idea of success when I launched, but it's taken a drastic turn over the years to um, being my own boss and living my own dream.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Here, like the philosophy pretty much that we go by is that it's not at the end of the day, the result, but it's more the present, enjoying the actual journey instead of putting the eyes in in the future and, in, and the outcomes and the goals. So it allow us to be more concentrated, focus and also enjoy more, as, as you mentioned, the journey. So that's amazing. Um, there are many women who believe that having a business or um, a startup or development of an idea like this would be pretty much impossible because uh, we have been conditioned to believe that women have to be in a job, and then when they have kids, they have to leave the kids in daycare and then go and work. Um, What do you feel about that? What do you think that women still believe that having a business is either for just men or for someone who has a lot of money to actually succeed in this field? What do you feel about that?
1: I mean, I sort of put the sex factor out of the game when I'm thinking about this. Like, I don't think because I'm a woman, I've got a different shot at this because this is my own journey and I believe in it that much. And I believed in the person that was making it. But I think uh, it is near impossible. It is an impossible thing. But if you believe in it enough, enough, you will find a way. And that is where the true magic starts to become a reality. So, um, yeah, I think you've got to be prepared for a lot of struggles, which <laughs> I could definitely write the book on. But um, yeah, I do say I'm no longer reading the book. I'm now writing the book.
0: That was going to be my next question. If you have plans to write this book and how is it developing and and what is your like vision for this book?
1: (laughs) You know, I just keep thinking like nothing else crazy can happen to me in this journey. Like it's got to come to an end, but it just keeps unfolding. So my life is sort of, it just keeps writing this book on its own. I mean, I just... I think I've got to see, not necessarily what the end is, but like getting through this lawsuit, trying to figure out if I can actually build this new business. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to like find this, the sunrise at the end of this dark period I've been through. And I think at that point, I may feel like writing that first page of that book. But for years, I've been thinking about it and Mm -hmm. millions of people have told me I've got a book to write. But it's it's an overwhelming concept to Mm -hmm. write a book. I know a lot of people have done it, but (laughs) I feel a little discouraged, but Mm -hmm.
0: I'll get there. Yes, that's amazing. Please keep us posted because we will be very happy to help you actually with the publication of your book in terms of uh, bringing people, making them aware of the amazing work that you've been doing and your beautiful story.
1: Thank you so much. I look forward to that.
0: Okay. Thank you so much, Lori. And see you in the next episode.